Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. My prayer for you is that this message would be meaningful to you, that it would challenge you, and that it would help you move forward in your faith. To be a part of all that we get to do here at Redefined Church, visit us online at churchredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, welcome back to Summer Shorts, and thank you for taking part of your morning to join me here as we dive into and continue to talk about being still and knowing and knowing that I am God. Hope you enjoyed last week. Last week we talked so much about the I am's of God and who Jesus is and and John specifically in the book of John. And more importantly, all of these I am's, when you think about the weekends we put together that we really focused on being still, we focused on knowing, we focused on uh, the I am's of God. What he's saying when he says in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am, that I am God. I hope that you'll go back and get that message this morning. If you're here for the first time, I'm so glad that you're taking part of your morning, your weekend to be with me. There are action steps scrolling along the bottom of my screen. Make sure you engage this morning. This is a time for us to be devoted. What summer shorts, you know, it took me 70 weeks to realize this, but uh, what we have an opportunity to do is to do everything that Acts 2.42 through 47 has asked us to do, mainly 2.42, be devoted to the scripture, to the teaching, to breaking of bread, to, to communion, to worship, to remembering Jesus. We do that every Sunday. We do it primarily online. This is, I think this is the only church that's doing this. We are building specifically for you, the individual and the family in the environment that you're sitting in. So don't miss being a part or taking part in those moments as we get to be devoted with our kids from grades, grades five, our kindergarten through fifth grade. And then if you're above fifth grade, we want you sitting here because you need to be engaged in this conversation. And so, like always, worship is is super intentional. If you're not getting that, we are singing scripture and we post the scriptures that we're singing right before the song comes on. Those are meaningful moments that have have been crafted, built, created for you. And so I hope you'll engage. As we looked at the I am's of of God and Jesus last week, we parked on the eighth I am statement of Jesus, which is found in John 8, 58. It says, Jesus replied, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, before Abram was born, I am. I am. And what you see is Jesus as I am is our God. He's the same as God, the Father. This is Jesus. This is God on earth, right? It's in human form. And so what we see in the eighth I am statement of Jesus is it establishes him as our Lord. It establishes him as our God. And what we find is he is our redeemer and he is our friend. He's our friend. And a lot of people struggle to see Jesus Christ as a friend struggle to see God as a friend, even though we have those sweet 1990s worship songs. I am a friend of God, right? Jesus is the source and the center of all truth. Jesus is our friend. And our action step from last week was to be still and know that I am God. We talked about being fully assured, wholehearted, all in, devoted, devoted like we are this morning to the teachings, to the scripture, the teaching of the apostles, the Acts 2.42 reference I spoke of just a second ago. Devotion for us is the action step today. Devotion. We step from assurance from last week to devotion today. Pre, uh, Pre-COVID, churches were full, right? And, and we thought that was devotion. What we realized was is we really weren't in as, in as great of discipleship or connection as we thought because when you look today, I hear rumors anyways, there are a lot less of us in church than there were before the virus hit. And so then, this, there's, a, there's a, 
in a crucial, it's a crucial importance that we take time to do this every week, to be devoted, to be devoted. Hebrews 10, 22 through 23 says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with a sincere, a real heart, be real. And with full assurance and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. And what our challenge today is, is we lack assurance. We lack assurance. And last week we talked that, you know, Noah for 120 years built a boat that nobody believed was, was, <laughs> was real, right? And he thought they thought he was wasting his time. Moses wondered. And both of these guys are phenomenal examples of what it means to be devoted, to have assurance. Yes, there were ups and downs. Isn't that true for all of us as believers? We have high points and we have low points, but we still rest assured knowing we know without a shadow of a doubt, it's certain hope. It's certain hope. And so our assurance in 2021 lacks because our devotion drifts. And if it doesn't drift, it has drifted or we all find ourselves in different places spiritually, right? Be still and know takes devotion, which takes time. It takes time. And that's, that's the, 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 the crossroads for many of us. Because I just don't have the time. Dusty, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. What do I mean devotion? This is one of those church words that's been kind of overused. We have daily devotionals, right? And so what I mean by devotion, here's what devotion means. Love. Loyalty, enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. Are you devoted to the person? Are you devoted to the cause? Or are you just going through the motions of the activity to say that you did? Hebrews 10, uh, 32 through 39, this is the amplified version. And this is, this is probably the cornerstone today. It's not probably, it is. I'm going to ask some questions along the way. This will be beside me. And um, if you have your highlighter, you're taking notes, you're with me today, make sure you follow along. It's just five scriptures, but it could be, could be a little bit lengthy depending on how often you read or, or listen to somebody read. I know I'm not the most energetic guy, so hang with me. Here we go. But it says, but remember, remember, that is huge. Remember the early days. We're talking about devotion now, being devoted, love, loyalty, enthusiasm for a person or a cause or an activity, but... Hebrews says, but remember the early days, huge for us as believers, when after being spiritually enlightened, when you came to Jesus, you patiently endured a great conflict of sufferings. Your memory is your motivation. When I wake up and remember what Jesus did for me, my day gets a lot better right now. Your memory is your motivation. Verse 33, sometimes by being made a spectacle, publicly exposed to insults and distress, and sometimes by becoming companions with those who were so treated. And so you look at this, you're like, ah, man, I've been through all that. I think all of us can relate to some of this. And we got to get to, we get to the point where we're like, ah, I don't know if this is worth it anymore. Like I'm saying I'm a believer, but everybody's bagging on me and, and nobody likes what I believe. And, and because I'm a Christian and because I believe in Jesus, everybody thinks I'm to the far right and that I'm against everything that, that goes against anything but the Bible. I don't know if I can do it anymore. You go through verse 33 and you think, oh man, I just, I don't know if I can take it. Verse 34, for you showed sympathy and deep concern for those who were imprisoned and joyfully accepted the unjust seizure of your belongings and the confiscation of your property, conscious of the fact that you have a better possession. As these things happen, 
when we're assured, when we're assured, when our faith is locked in, when we know without a shadow of a doubt, you can do anything you want to to me because I know that I have a better possession. That's what verse 34 says. A better possession and a lasting one prepared for you in heaven. So this morning, do you still believe that? Do you still believe verse 34? You have something greater, greater than all the hell that you face on the earth. Every trial and tribulation and trouble and sorrow and hurt and pain and anguish and all the things that just, oh, that drag you down. Do you believe today that you have a better possession and a a lasting one that's prepared for you in heaven? Verse 35, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it has a glorious and great reward. Don't throw your faith away. Don't throw your faith away. Yes, yes, it's tough because we ride the roller coaster, right? And things are good and we all we hit all the green lights and we're like, glory to God, we got another green light. Man, we're riding the other day. Oscar's like, man, we're hitting all the greens. I'm like, shh, we are, right? But then you have those days where, where you have to climb hurdles and step in potholes and turn your ankle and go around. He's just as great then. He's just as great then. Don't throw your faith away. Verse that was what verse 35 says. Verse 36, for you have read, so sorry, for you have need of patient, patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. Do not compromise, do not conform. So that when you have carried out the will of God, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. So that when you've carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. What you see, what we believe as followers of Jesus is when we carry out the will of God, that we abundantly receive what he has promised to us because we took a stand, because we said, no, no, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Verse 37. I don't know what a voice is, but verse, verse 37, for yet... In a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. He will not delay. Verse 38, but my righteous one, the one justified by faith, shall live by faith, respecting man's relationship to God and trusting him. Yes. And if he draws back, this is huge. And if he draws back, if he disengages, okay, if he drives by, if he drifts, if he draws back, shrinking in fear, My soul has no delight in him. But our way is not that of those who shrink back to destruction. Our way as believers. But our way is not that of those who shrink back, who are wishy-washy, who are roamers, who are in and out, who go when everybody else is going. Oh, it's Christmas. Yes. Oh, it's Easter. Yes. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we go here. No, you you really don't go there. You go there when it's convenient. That's Those are drifters. This is what it's talking about. But our way is not like those who shrink back. Expand when it's Christmas time and Easter time, and we go back to I'm the king, right? And what this is saying is those who drift, who drive by, who have disengaged, those who have disengaged, we do not live the way that those who disengage do. But we are of those who believe, relying on God through the faith in Jesus Christ the Messiah. And by this confident faith, we preserve our soul. We preserve our soul. And the truth is today that many of us know that we should be devoted. We know that. And we've heard it over and over. And so much so that we don't even like the term daily devotional. 
Do you have a daily devotional? Eh, that's 1993, man, and we're past that, okay? It's 2021. I don't need a Devo. I download the app on my phone. I never open it, but it's there. That's where we are today, okay? And so we know we need to be devoted, but we just don't know how to do it. We forgot. So we go back to Scripture, and that's what Psalms 46.10 is all about. That's what John 15 is. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you're going to have red lights and potholes and twisted ankles and 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 barriers to cross and hurdles and all the and all the stuff that comes with life because because your enemy the devil doesn't want you to succeed and so then here it is the reality is is once what once was devoted as a believer confident assured faith has transitioned to drive by drive by oh that's good I double tapped that right it's transitioned to drive by and drive-bys transition to being disengaged. And disengaged just turns into another number, a statistic, a has-been, a once-was. I'm hurt. You make up, God left me, the church hurt me, that pastor. Human beings are going to let you down every time. And as we go from being devoted to driving by, and from driving by to disengaged, the generation behind us and the generation behind them sees it all. And they're like, why would I want to be a part of that? Jesus is, Jesus is disappearing before their eyes because we're failing to follow through because our devotion lacks. And as Jesus disappears, so does integrity and so do ethics and morals and all the things that we like to hold to, right? And that only allows for Corruption, politics, money, power, agenda to lead. Yet as believers, we keep driving by and disengaging. 60 plus percent of the country is done with church. There are more post-Christian cities than there are Christian cities in the country. By percentage. And if you look back in verse 38, God says, the one who draws back the one who drives by, the one who disengages, that he has no delight in him. God loves you and he wants a personal relationship with you, right? There's another verse in the Bible that says, it's better for you to not have ever known him than to know him and turn your back on him. It says life will be bad for those people. Do not throw your faith away today. Sadly, many believers have become okay with driving by, with being disengaged, because we believe our relationship should move with the pace of culture and the time that we're in. And we think that we can get knowing done on the go. Know on the go, that's what we talked about a few weeks ago. Real devotion, here's what you see. Real devotion is what makes you a real disciple. Real devotion, real discipleship. Being a real disciple means your, means your devotion is deeper than a drive-by moment. Being a real disciple means your devotion is deeper than a drive-by moment. Why? Because we do not serve a dollar general Jesus. It's not a slam on dollar general. I've been there. There's a place for them. That's why they're on every corner across our country. But the first thing you think of when you think dollar general is not quality. It's not quality. Quantity, okay? Mm. 
And as you do that, you think, well, I'm going. It's convenient. Okay? And that's great. That's great. However, that's not what God's after. And although it's okay for Dollar General, it's not okay for Jesus. And it's not okay with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the God who created you. And what I'm saying is our, our salvation didn't come on a clearance aisle or from a clearance aisle. It's worth a lot more than that. It's not a five-minute run to the local dollar store. Family dollar, those are big too, right? Dollar tree, dollar anything, right? It's not quality. So then, to know God, you must be still. To be still, that takes devotion. You must be devoted, in love, loyal to the cause, to the person, committed Confident in what you believe. Assured. To be still, you must be assured. Remember when we opened and we talked about John 8.58, it says, I am. Jesus says, I am. And it assures you that He is our Redeemer. He's our friend. He's our friend. That God is for you. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Right? In Psalms 25.14, this is the Living Bible, David tells us that friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence Him. Friendship with God is for those who reverence Him. With them alone, he shares the secrets of his promises. And if you want to build a relationship with God, you must stop and be. To have friendship takes relationship, right? A relationship with God is like any other relationship that you have. You have to make time for it. You have to be devoted to it. If you don't make time for your human friends, what happens? They're not your friends. It's very simple. They're just not your friends. So then you make time for your friends. You make time for what's important to you. And if God is going to be your friend, that means you've got to make time for Him. Devote yourself. Devote yourself. Redevote yourself. Psalms 46.10. This is a reminder. This is a reminder for us to make a daily time with God. This must be a priority. This must be a priority. Your devotion. Here's why. It's because your devotion to know God better is what gives you the desire to get up and be still before Him. It doesn't work the other way around. So many times I think, well, I need to be still so I can be devoted. Your devotion to God, to know God better, is what keeps that fire going inside so you will be still before Him. Psalms 25, 12 through 15. This is the message translation. And uh, it, it reads a little weird, but just stay with me. My question, what are God worshipers like? Your answer, arrows aimed at God's bullseye. That sounds like devotion. Look at the message translation. It's really good. Verse 13, they settle down in a promising place. Their kids inherit a prosperous farm. That sounds like abundant legacy to me there in verse 13. God friendship is for God worshipers. They're the ones who he confides in. It sounds like a real relationship with God is what verse 14 says. And if I keep my eyes on God, I won't trip over my feet. That's a true friend. You know, when you're walking with somebody, they won't let you trip. And if you do, they, they catch you real quick. They catch you real quick. That's a true friend. You ever notice when you disengage from anything, it doesn't matter what it is. When you disengage from anything, you start to despise it. You start to doubt, man, I can't even believe. Your heart gets hard. I didn't like that anyways. I didn't like that anyways. Can't believe I ever did that. 
you despise real quickly. As soon as you disengage, you start despising and finding reasons why you didn't like it in the first place. There's doubt. And what I want you to know is the opposite of despise is reverence. Deep respect. And the more we disengage, the more we despise, the more we blame God for all of our circumstances. And because we're despising, we'll never reverence. Despise is the opposite of reverence. Deep respect, it's where you find your devotion. Psalms 25.14 says, Relationship with God is reserved for those who reverence Him. Which means, those who stop and spend time with Him will walk in His promises. Those who stop and spend time with Him will walk in His promises. This is like a bank. I can't, if I don't put any money in the bank, I cannot go and make a withdrawal. Yet we have believers living like that all day long, every day. They've invested zero, but they want 100% return. It's not possible. Here's where we close. The reality is this. Relationships do not last if you do not invest your time. If you only talk in passing, how good is that relationship? If I only talk to Heather when I walk by her, we don't have a good relationship. Probably wouldn't be married, right? You won't find a spouse if the only time you ever talk to somebody that you want to be married, the opposite sex, if you only talk to them when you walk by them. I tried that three times with Heather when we first started dating. I was just trying to break the ice, plant some seed. She never heard me one time. And so I thought she didn't like me because she was like, she just didn't hear me. She just couldn't hear me. Relationships need attention. They need conversation. They take listening. They take commitment. They take time. They take devotion. And it's because you want that relationship, you do what you do. You don't do stuff to get the relationship. It's devotion. You will never know God closely if all you ever do is what's convenient or what everybody else is doing. Dollar General is real convenient. It is. But that doesn't mean that you're going to leave with what you went to get. That doesn't mean you're going to leave with what you came for, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're going to be pleased with the product either. But hey, you went and you got something, right? They had little Debbie's on sale. Didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> when it comes to your relationship with God, the Bible says it like this. It's Matthew 6, 5 and 6. This is just before the Lord's Prayer. Just before we're taught how to pray. Also, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray publicly, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, so they may be seen by others. Okay? I assure you, most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. They already have everything they're going to get from God. So what are you saying? This is all for show. God doesn't look at outward appearance. He looks at your heart. But when you pray, go, in, go into your most private room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you and sees what is done there in secret will reward you. He will reward you. That's good. It's pretty harsh, Dusty. That's real talk. This. Let's go back to the message. Same scripture in the message. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. 
All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for 15 minutes of fame. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. It's huge. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. God knows your heart. As simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace and you will grow in your relationship. I added that part. So we identified today our challenge is devotion. That devotion comes from the assurance of our faith, which we discussed last week. So your action step this week is simple. It's a little bit deeper, so should be on the screen here. Your action step this week is simple. Identify three things. Identify three things. What distractions keep you from being still before God? You should screenshot this if you need to. Number two, how can you limit those distractions to increase your devotion? It's back, baby. Devotion. How can you limit those distractions to increase your devotion? Number three, what will you do to slow down, be quiet, and spend time with God? Simply and honestly, like the message translation says. Here's your bonus. Reflect on today's message. Reflect on today's message. What spoke to you? What spoke to you? Write it down. Write it down. And if, if, if it meant something to you, let us know. I'm not going to share it. I would love to know how God's speaking to you. Email it to me. Amen. At liveredefined.com. Today, choose to be devoted. Choose to be devoted instead of being disengaged or driving by. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that God gave you revelation, that you were enlightened, and that you can see more of what God has for you. Make sure you take this message one step further by following through with our action steps so you can grow deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about who we are or what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at churchredefined.com. You can follow us on social media at Redefined Church, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Vimeo, or Apple. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life. I'll talk to you soon.